Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So recently, some people have asked me to teach them how to banter and give them banter lessons, and also if I would write an opening line to a lady on a dating app for them. And then I realized, whoa, I should be doing this for a lot of people, not just a couple people. So if you guys are interested in getting my help, learning how to banter, learning how to stand out from all the other dudes who are using openers like, hey, how's your Monday shaping up? And wow, you're beautiful. Because... So many women hear that, and I'm going to help you not do that. So find me on this really cool new app called Instant Go. It's an app that allows you to get advice from professionals in a million different fields, and I'm one of them. So go there to instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y, and hit me up for some help. We'll help you get the ladies, or at least a date. We will definitely get you a date. So come find me on instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we kind of get a little bit serious. Uh, In the news right now, you've seen what's been going on with sexual harassment charges, sexual assault charges, um, just lots of stuff to dissect. And I'm sure you're very confused about how to move forward in this world of everybody being charged and blamed for everything. So on this week's episode, we're going to dissect what it actually means to sexually harass, what it actually means to sexually assault somebody, um, and give you guidance on how to act with women with not completely turning into robots. So keep listening. Kristen and your least favorite host, Marnie. I said that last time, so I feel like I have to say it again. Yes. Here with Nina, who is a life coach and was on the show before and is friends with Marnie. And she writes for the Good Man Project and she was my original co-owner of, well, it was called, what was it called back then? Break, what did I call it? What do you call it? We were just wing girls at wing that girls. point? Okay, I, I, I wasn't sure when you jumped ship out of my company. Oh, icebreakers. Um, icebreakers, yes, icebreaker dating. So oh. she's the other oh, original We started with icebreakers, girl. and then yeah. we transferred to wing girls. But people yeah. were offended because of the Titanic. It's just like too soon. <laughs> right, they were so pissed too off. Too soon. People are very sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are icebergs, not icebreakers. Anyway, they break. Different. The they break. They, they broke. Yes. We were the just gum. Yeah. Now people are confused me with a chicken wing versus the gum before. <laughs> Every time I, I give my email address to like a normal business, they're like, oh, do you do chicken wings or something like that? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't at all. That's hilarious. I'm, yeah, because I'm from near Buffalo, New York, which are buffalo wings. And I never thought about that. But if you lived in Buffalo. Oh, they'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. You do so much business. I know, seriously. And then they'd be like, screw this. I don't want this advice. That's funny. Anyway, but Nina. Deep fried again, advice. We started this together. We were at the Jewish Singles Mixer together. Um, and thank God for Rob who challenged me because it pushed me to starting a company and, and Nina helped me keep it going for the first little bit and then went off on her own to go back to school and become a therapist. And now she is a life coach on her own. So she, she helps many people with, with their lives. issues. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Keep their lives on track. But today I wanted to bring you here. Number one is a therapist. Number two is a life coach. And number three, as a woman. Because I want to talk about sexual harassment and sexual assault. Well, speaking of sexual harassment and sexual assault, you have wonderful boobs. Oh, thanks. By the way, and I'm seeing a little nip action. I I don't wear a bra. I was going to say, are you wearing a bra? No. Holy yeah, shit you are balls. A bra. I never wear a bra. You never yeah. wear a bra. I stopped You're, about two years ago. She does you, CrossFit or she no, used, I used to. to. Oh, right, right, right. I hope you well, wear a bra. When you do that. That's why. Well, when I exercise, I always wear a sports bra. Even yoga, I always wear a sports bra or some kind of like tight tank top. But in my daily life, unless I have certain clients, I, I will wear a bra depending on my blouse or shirt. But usually 98% of the time, I don't wear a bra. And you, wow. You're like a walking Seinfeld episode because yes. there's an episode where there's a life oh, coach right, right. and then there's. Um, 
bra. The girl without the bra. Yeah. With the huge boobs. Yeah. Yeah. See, this conversation would not be allowed to be had by men in front of other women. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about that because I feel bad for guys because yeah. you don't know what is just being friendly and what's being considered being creepy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, so let me, I just wanted to read something because um, I looked up the definition of sexual assault because before you guys came over, I was on the phone with my sister and I said, have you ever been sexually harassed? And she goes, no. <laughs> I know. I said the same thing. I'm like, what she am I? She was I'm like, I need to, I'm clearly not attractive because no one's ever just tried to reach out and yeah, grab me. Like showed up with her penis hanging out at the door when you walked yeah. in. Like it's, hor- it's very insulting. Yeah, right? and also I did do a tweet saying that I have no sexual assault story, so you know my career is not going well. Right. <laughs> but um, the uh, I, I don't know if we said this on this podcast. I did say I've had my crotch grabbed. You, that that is sexual assault. I know, but I don't, I don't consider it sexual assault. I'm, I'm what, very, do you, what do you consider that? Um, well, this is a romantic because- gesture from a stranger. Oh, so romantic. Just Did you go home with I like being whistled at now. when I walk by homeless people, but a, a, a pussy grab is not... Yeah, no, it is technically, I would say, sexual assault. So I have technically been sexually assaulted a couple times. But you didn't find that sexually assaulted. Because I take into context where the- I am and what the environment is. I were, you t- at the, were you getting a pap smear? Yeah. <laughs> where were you? He goes in for a grab, <laughs> a grab and a swatch, yeah. swipe. Um, swab. Uh, swab. Thank you, yes. swatch. Um, paint swatches for my vagina. Yeah. Picking out colors for our walls. We wanted to go with the color of your <laughs> <Right>. discharge. That's horrifying. <laughs> Horrible. Um, no, uh, I was in college. I was like 18 or 19. I'd never been to like a club before. I'd never been out really except going to like a local dive bar or something in my hometown. And uh, we were at this club we would go to occasionally. And I, I'm thinking it happened over multiple times it wasn't all in one night but there were the creepiest dudes there and i knew that going into it and we'd be like well you know walking with a drink or dancing and all of a sudden like you just feel literally your crotch get grabbed i would have no idea who did it i luckily because they were all very not appealing you know i would have probably been grossed out but it almost and i know and i'm not telling guys that they can do this basically you were asking for it that's the thing is like not that i was asking for it but that's how people you know would like to phrase it sometimes Mm -hmm. But it was the environment. There was like all this stupid, this was 2001. There was a lot of like thong song, like, mm-hmm. you know, like back that ass up kind of stuff. Right. Not that I was dancing like a whore at all. But how does a whore dance? Like a whore. Like no, you'd assume. What is a, how, yeah. yeah. Like a, I've never seen a whore dance. No, I don't know. That was harsh. I wasn't dancing. Well, I wasn't dancing like. But see, like, this is the interesting thing. This is the point that I wanted to make, that it's very different for every single individual. Right. The definition. The fact that you didn't feel assaulted by somebody grabbing your vagina but is did you very feel violated. I did feel violated. I was like, hey. But then I didn't. I wasn't, but you consider that different than assault? I consider it a dude being gross and getting away with it. I, it for me, the difference, I guess, between sexual assault and what happened to me would be that that didn't damage me. I'm not now going forward right. feeling like a victim or feeling like it um, is hurting future relationships. Mm-hmm. But if I was raped by one of those men, that would have f- fucked me up for life. And so I would have considered that assault. And it's all on a personal level. So I didn't you take know, that I as seriously. I actually agree with you. For some reason, that if, he, if that person continued to do it to me, then I would feel assaulted. I don't know. I don't even know how to verbalize but this, but it, it wouldn't have felt assaulting. It would have felt, what was the word that you used? Violating? Yeah. It felt, I would feel like, oh, like don't yeah. touch me. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, I was like, oh, do that again. I was like, ugh, yeah. dude, gross. But then, but then, then I do it again and you move on. And I moved on with my life and I didn't harp on it. And I know. Right. It's but not I like think a, it, that a person can be sexually harassed and or assaulted or have even sexual discomfort. And I don't mean like vaginal discomfort. I mean, in a re- relationship. Yeah. Um, and it may not have long legs that makes you um, have PTSD for the rest of your life, but it can still be bad enough. Yeah, well, yes. It can definitely be bad enough. I was sexually assaulted in college by a stranger, and I was also sexually harassed by my former supervisor at a job. As a that I remember. And okay, so can you, can you talk about both those yeah, situations? Yeah, I can talk about both. Um, so in college, I was taking a run, and I was not, quote, asking for it. I was wearing just normal shorts and a normal t-shirt no bra <laughs> i was wearing a bra because i was exercising in right. fact then i wore a bra all the time okay and so interesting how when you were perky 
to go to the bra. Still so, are, still are. Um, so when I, so I was just running in Philadelphia. I went to school in Philadelphia. I was just running down the bridge and there was a man who was walking toward me and I noticed him from a distance and I, I, I was running in the middle of the sidewalk and so I noticed him and so I thought to myself pick a lane and mm-hmm. so get on one side so I did and then he came to the other he came towards Ew. my side mm-hmm. and so I came I went to the other side um all within the same sidewalk because I didn't couldn't cross the street and he came into my area and then he that's aggressive it was aggressive and he definitely had or I shouldn't say definitely I didn't talk to him but I'm most likely certain that he had mental illness and so he grabbed me um, by one shoulder, and then with oh the God. other hand, he started touching everything. My Holy! Vagina, my breasts, my butt. What? You he, never told me any of this, I don't think. Well, it happened. This so, is crazy. Yeah, it was terrible. So I kept running, and me I ran. Too. That sounds more damaging. Yeah. It, it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't stop and then just like lay down at that <laughs> no. point. So I kept running, and I ran into a building. Um, I saw that they had an open door, and I ran in, and I said, I need help. I need help. And everybody was just like really out of it. And they said, no one seemed to like... They don't get it. They don't no, know what just happened. No. And so I ran out, and I ran another block or two. <laughs> so you ran, and you're like, nobody's helping me here. Well, I, that's exactly what I did. That's so I ran insane. And I ran to the, uh, to the post post office and there were postal police because it's like a big philadelphia post office huge don't mess with these letters yeah (laughs) so i i ran into i ran to the police officer and i said i need help and at this point i was crying and he said what's wrong and i said i think somebody i just somebody touched me and he said i said can you help me and he said i can't leave my post but i'm gonna call for backup right now sit down and you're safe and so he called for backup and there was an unmarked car and they and so I described the my guy, and he they found my him. guy. So you were in a relationship yeah, we, already. We were, we were in love, mm-hmm. and so they found him right by my apartment because he was trying to. He was like he was looking for me. No, he no, knew. Oh, no, I was gonna say, okay. no, 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 he, your apartment. He did. He was by my apartment, but that was a, that was um just that a was fluke. A, a fluke exactly because I was you're running like, by your home. Yeah, exactly. So they picked him up, and then they, the police, a different police, asked me, "Do I want to press charge or like go to the police station and identify him?" And I was like, well, I want to, but I don't know how I'm going to get home because I'm just running. And they said, oh, don't worry. We'll take you. So they took me far. I thought we'd go to campus police, but we ended up going to like North Philadelphia to this like special victims unit. And I had to identify him. But the, another weird thing that happened is we, I pulled up in the unmarked car and he was in a, a different police oh car. Oh my God. And we pulled up at the same time and that should not have happened. Did he wink at you? No. He okay, did the exact opposite. He got out of the car and he started growling <gasps> and he made like a, a, like a gesture toward, as, like he was going to attack me. Oh God. But he was, um, the police were holding onto him so he couldn't do anything. Oh my so God, I started, that's horrible. It was terrible. And so then I identified him and he had, they did uh, fingerprints on him and he had like some other problems. Like he had some like warrants out and he, he was unwell. So I think he was going to, he had to stay in jail and I, they took me home and then I had to stay in Philadelphia for a couple more weeks before going home for the summer. And I was so nervous to be around people, um, and to be in a city. And so it was scary to take the bus, but it was too hot to walk everywhere. And so anytime I would, I, I felt really nervous and uncomfortable to walk on the same bridge and, it was a really hard time. And so a few months, and then when school started again, I studied abroad in Sweden. And I re- now realize that the entire time I was studying abroad, I didn't date a, per- a person. I didn't hook up with anybody. I had f- male friends and female friends, and we'd go to clubs, and I was, I was pretty standoffish. Reserved, yeah. Reserved, yeah. And then when I came back to college for the, sec- for the spring semester, I, started, I became obsessed with taking... Um, various types of uh, self-defense classes. Mm -hmm. And then for the next year, I was like really into like Thai kickboxing and like all these different various protection measures. And I realize now that that was a direct result of that experience. You didn't realize that before? No. Oh, that's interesting. So you blocked it out. I did. How do you think you would have responded if you had... If you were in my situation before and you had never had that happen to you and a dude grabbed your crotch at a club when you were 18 or a couple dudes. Now that I think about it, that probably did happen at a frat party. Right, right. So that, and and, and so I I do uh, understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And so I, and I can see where you're coming from. So I think the context is so important because that guy, but listen, both things are wrong. Exactly. Both things don't do either or, and especially the growling part. But like, don't a, just right. walk up to someone and growl. No, definitely don't do that. But this is the thing. We, it's confusing. I think because as women, it's not, it, it's confusing to men. But, but not. even more so for us, it's confusing. Like, so in, in my um, 
in my business of a dating coach, I guess you can call me, um, I'm a part of this marketing group and other people who are also dating coaches because a lot of us are independent business owners and we don't have coworkers to bounce ideas off of. Anyway, so we're a part of this group called the Seduction Syndicate. And <laughs> it was you guys really, sound like superheroes. Yeah. And there's like 300 of us. So there's a lot of us all around the world and we all help each other out and give advice and like do interviews with each other so that we can get lots of wonderful information. A lot of people have been on our show that are part of that group. Um, and there's this whole back and forth because um, it's, again, it's an online group. So we, we, we write to each other as a massive group. And there's like this huge online debate about what is going on. And I've noticed that not a single woman has been a part of the debate. So it's only men who are writing in their opinions. And like every man is against what's going on, but they're having a hard time because some of the guys who are in the group want to use what's happening now as part of their marketing. And they're comparing, you know, normal everyday guys to Harvey Weinstein. And like some people have issue with that because they think that Harvey Weinstein is, is it's a completely different situation because it's a sickness and narcissism, an illness of some sort. Anyway, I hate the whole power it an illness, thing. To be honest with you, me too. I, but but the truth is, is that there is there's something ill about I, it. I think there is, but then also it excuses it easier. Exactly. Yes, one hundred percent. But at the same time, like, what else are you supposed to? Be? I guess they should go to jail. Which I think is what is going to happen. My point was is that I found it interesting that not one woman spoke up about this, and that is that is surprising. Very in line with what we're talking about right now. If you go on Twitter, it's all women. Right. Exactly. Constantly talking about it with each other. But in this group, it's, it's a male dominated wow. group and not one woman is piping in. And, and I, I wrote to the moderator today of the group, like the person who's in charge. And I just said, like, I understood where everybody was coming from with their points. I don't feel confident enough in my opinion mm-hmm. to state my opinion. And the biggest reason I didn't want to pipe in is because I didn't want to be shamed mm-hmm. as a woman and tell men and have men tell me how I'm supposed to feel as but a woman. But that's exactly and get angry. why. And that's why we don't say anything. That's exactly why women don't speak up. And that's exactly why you, it has to be so bad to speak up. So with after I had my experience, I did not tell anybody. Really? I, I mean, I told my mom. Actually, I'm not surprised by that. I told my mom, but I didn't really tell anybody until fairly recently. And I wrote a blog post about it about a year ago. And it wasn't until then that I started feeling safe to speak up. And that was, uh, and the real reason I spoke up is because of the Brock Turner incident, the guy at Stanford. Oh yeah. Right. So that was that woman, when she wrote that long, beautiful, devastating letter, I thought my thing is not bad enough. And yet it's bad enough because I undermined my own experience thinking because I hadn't been like raped and left for dead, then it wasn't bad enough. But this experience shouldn't, didn't count because I thought of all the women or people too, um, men too have had things happen, but I thought of all of the women who've had something worse and that mine didn't count. And so I wonder if Kristen, for you, yours wasn't bad enough to actually count. To me, it didn't. It exactly. didn't. To uh, someone, another woman or another girl, but she would have been posting thing. it on the Me Too thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't like bandwagons. Even It might be a little bit of a flaw, but even if it's for a good cause, I won't get on it because I don't like everyone blindly just becoming the same opinion. Mm-hmm. So the Me Too thing, everyone's posting, well, this happened to me, this happened to me. And I do think it undermines people like who've had more of your thing. experience because that's a legit experience. Someone aggressively threatening you and- but somebody it, it, violated you. They did, but it was like I felt the intention was different. I understand everything you're saying. Like we used to go, but I'm also way too to easygoing this, to be honest right. with you. I, I went to this place called the too Circle easy Bar. Going. Oh, I know the circle in Santa Monica. Everybody knew that you go there, there's a thin walkway between the bar and the wall to the dance floor. You got your boobs grabbed. The <laughs> guys would scoop by you and they'd brush your boob. That was just the thing. It was a joke about the circle bar. Right. But I didn't like it. I, I did feel violated and I would go and I would cover up my boobs yeah. when I went there because I liked the music and I liked to dance. But and you that, also didn't sue the dudes or something No, like but that. that's the thing. But this is this is the thing about, I think what's happening now is is women who maybe they did have something small. I don't want to say smaller, but like not on the, whatever, however they felt, but now they're just like, okay, now I can say this, this is wrong. But that's where it becomes extremely challenging for men because I'm hearing lots of stories about men who are afraid, somebody wrote in one time about being afraid to like, you know, uh, take a chair out for a woman or to touch a woman on her arm or to approach a woman. And that's what starts to make me angry because then we take away any sort of humanness or politeness within society because we're so afraid to be charged, to be to be human. We're yeah. afraid because, well, I talked to my mom, so I'm kind of in, a little insensitive on this issue. Like you can tell, obviously I'm not like 
all, you know, up in arms about it. But I did talk to my mom and I thought she was going to have more of an opinion like mine, which is like, all right, yes, a lot of bad things do happen and it shouldn't be okay. And it should not go unspoken about, but also like, let's not say that some dude brushing your arm and wearing complimented your dress assaulted you. I thought my mom was going to be more on my my side with that. And she was not at all because when she was 18, 19, 20, 21, she worked for, this was back in the early seventies. She worked for a company of, with all men and she was a secretary and my mom was very petite and very pretty. And she had, um, so many different instances of men speaking down to her because of wearing a skirt, but they wanted her to wear a skirt, but then they, they'd kind of harass her about her clothing. And then she said one time in a meeting, um, the boss told her in front of all of these men to sit on his lap and she wouldn't sit on his lap. And she said he made her life a living hell until she quit. And so my mom is very passionate and very um, angry about all the stuff that does go unsaid. And so it did kind of open my eyes a little bit because I could tell how emotional my mom was getting because she was trying to be a confident young woman and find her place in the workforce, which she never ended up doing. And I think this had a big part in it because she was so demeaned for being a woman and yeah, so I mean, I, I'm, my eyes are trying to open a little bit to it, um, but it's like, that's when it does get weird because a guy in my mom's workplace could have grabbed, you know, brushed her arm politely. And right now I go, oh, please, that's not harassment. But if you put it in context of yeah, all, all the of stuff things. that has She's been like, going on. Stop touching me. Yeah. And it does become not okay. But right? I think the issue so, is, is consent. Exactly. Because yeah, that's a good point. If if somebody, um, if your mom was having a hard day and a coworker, a male coworker said, um, "It looks like you're having a, har- a, a hard day. Would you like a hug?" Your mom might say yes, but when he just hugs her, yeah, it, that becomes a violation. And of, had already complimented how great she looked in a short skirt or right. something. That's it, when it starts to get exactly. So consent is really the important factor here. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me read the definition because then I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to give another example. And then I want to go on into defining this from our points of view um, so that men can know how to move forward, even though it's going to still be very confusing for them. Um, sexual, sexual harassment is bullying or coercion of a sexual nature or the unwelcome or inappropriate promise of rewards in exchange for sexual favors. In most modern legal contexts, sexual harassment is illegal, as defined by the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. It is unlawful to harass a person, an applicant, or an employee because of that person's sex. Harassment can include sexual um, harassment or unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical harassment of a sexual na- nature. The legal definition of sexual harassment varies by jurisdiction. I guess the real question for guys who are listening is like, how do they put something out there just to say, is this welcomed without being like, oh, can I please comment on your shirt? Like, how, right. like without being robotic and, and disingenuine. Well, I went out on a date last, a couple, uh, about a week ago and a new guy. I mean, I just date. It's insane. How many what about that old guy? Um, the old guy. The one that you liked. Not old guy, the other guy that you liked. Oh, um, uh, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Which is like, what? I, I feel like I'm a good catch and all of a sudden I don't hear anything. He'll like all my pictures on Instagram and not call me or text me. I won't me. violate you. Right. Come on <laughs> here. Got my legs wide open. Um, I, so I went on a date the other day and it was a last minute. The guy was flying out of town for two weeks and said, I really want to meet you before I leave. And so it was supposed to be like a quick coffee date slash maybe lunch date. And I can, and I don't know if this will give a good example, but I feel like it does. Um, it was very businessy and like formal and not flirtatious at all. And if he had touched me, I feel like in those moments, it would have been very strange because that energy wasn't there. But toward the end of the date, I was kind of, he's super cute. I was starting to go, okay, maybe I, this guy's not, you know, he's super attractive and very smart and has a lot going for him. And then he changed the tone of the date because he leaned in before he had to kind of get going because he had a flight to go to. And he just said, I find you incredibly beautiful. And I really want to see you again. And it changed the tone. So all of a sudden it became more of a romantic-ish thing. And when we left, he like touched me on the back or something or, you know, touched me a little bit more. And then I was okay with it. But if he hadn't kind of set that ground and I hadn't shown that I was also into it, because I said, well, I find you really attractive. And I kind of got a little nervous. That would have been a weird place for him to touch me. So I feel like it's, like I said, in context earlier and also common sense 
Because if he had like when we that's got there, to anybody I, that's listening, I, I know, hate but it that. Is, but but it's, it's a good story. But I that's understand. when I'm okay with it. I'm okay being touched. But I think that you know, I don't. No, did number that, one, yeah, that's. I think that's a great story. I think that. You're like, yeah, go tell it to your, go no, tell no, it to your, no, no, go no. tell it again somewhere else. No, 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 no that's not at all. No, it it is a very good and helpful story. Well, I'm it's trying to say it's like. It's hard for to visualize that context and common sense. The energy. People can misread it. I know, That's I know. the whole thing. But it's like common that, sense is, my common sense says, oh, I'm having fun, you're having fun, that means I can touch your right, vagina. Right, right, right. So that's where it becomes really challenging for I people. think it's hard to have romance at a coffee date, number it one. It is. So oh, dear Lord. coffee date equals professional sterileness st- yeah. sterile sterility um i disagree with that oh, really I not me a lot of coffee dates where i have bantered with people and had fun and then it's turned into a later date Ew, not me, me anyway really? i agree i i, you I guys date a lot well obviously now you do but like a lot more i do recently but when i, I met if people it, i met them at the coffee bean that's where i used to work so we would like joke around there and there would be attraction and flirtation i need some dim lights me some too. music or something something to create the energy <laughs> me too if i'm getting coffee i had coffee with this Brit dude, British dude. Oh my God. It was, he was so sweet, but it was like, we were on a freaking job interview and I was bored out of my mind. And then he was like, we were just going to have coffee. And then he's like, do you want to get lunch too? And I really want to say no, because I'm like, I don't feel like having lunch with my boss. Cause that's how you feel exactly. to me right now. But you went, obviously. but I did. Cause he was buying me a sand- a very nice sandwich <laughs> that cost like 20 bucks. Sure. See, she's very happy to be violated. <laughs> so I think let's get back to the subject. And I think it's important to also think about how a person or how a guy can how a man can can compliment somebody and not make it creepy in the workplace and maybe saying your shirt is nice i wonder if you're really saying your breasts look hot right cuz i could have said that about you i could have been like nice shirt but i'm so staring at your nip right, right. now <laughs> now i'm embarrassed <laughs> that i'm so jealous of don't be embarrassed i am so violated jealous. stop it it's fine so i think that the, the i'm wondering is the what is the question underneath a compliment yes is it i want to undress you or i really like the pattern of your shirt right. you know i'm a gay man and i love the pattern of your shirt right right <laughs> yeah i know but but that's what they're saying they're fine they're trying to find a way to talk to you and then they're trying to find a way to escalate things with you to see if that's what you're into i get the thing is is that there's just so many different levels of sensitivity so um an old friend of mine my sister just told me about this she said oh i just went on to so-and-so's facebook and he he posted something on facebook saying ladies of the world uh, you know in today's climate i, I want to get a better understanding of how to be a proper modern man i need to know from like your opinion on a situation that I had recently and why this was so offensive. So he posted the situation. Basically, he was at dinner um, with like a, a woman who he didn't really know very well. I think it was like a client and his wife or something, whatever. And she ordered like a Manhattan or something, something that's considered a more masculine drink. And he goes to her, oh, a woman after my heart or like whatever that phrase mm-hmm. is. And she was insulted by that comment. Oh. And so he posted that saying, I thought I was being charming and kind of, sweet and she was heavily insulted and half the people were saying oh I find that okay other half were saying I would be insulted by that I can't find the insult in that I can't either I, I, I. I find the hate toward that person I have in that insult in that yes. like that bothers me so badly because you know the intent is not net if you know the intent is someone someone is out to hurt you and make you feel you bad just said so let's say you're a woman who every day is sexually harassed in her office and somebody did what happened to Nina or somebody else. And then again, you're sitting across from this guy who's now saying, oh, you're not my equal. You're, it's, yeah. There's something else that's charged Yeah, your there. barometer is going to be totally different. Yeah. So the, the, I guess the main thing that I can advise to guys is act with integrity, be respectful. In, in most situations, ask for permission. And if you're making out with somebody, have a two-minute check-in where you're saying, are you okay with everything that I'm doing before you go to the next level? That is the best way to tell if what you're doing is welcomed or not. Do you think? Because, but, it, it, but you can't tell people's sensitivities. And like, yeah. if you have to go from your own sensitivity level, and then if that person's mismatched, give them space and room to say, this is not working for me. That's all that you can do. I like what you said with the integrity, because it's like, if you can lay down your head at night and feel okay with the actions that you've done toward other people, then it should be okay. And if it's not okay, move on from that person. Don't interact more with that person or people right. like that person. But um, do you think the motto or um, I don't know what the word would be, but do you think if someone did it to your daughter, you know, if you wouldn't, you know, is that something to live by? Maybe, I, I, or your sister or your daughter? It's a little like cheesy, that. but I was thinking about the Louis CK thing. So he right. was like jerking it in front of chicks. Lot, and, which lots of guys do. And he has, and he has daughters. 
And I know it's so cliche, but I was thinking to myself, would you want someone to do that to your daughter? But I bet you in his context, he was like, this makes sense. I, 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 I'm sure well, maybe once in a while, Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey are walking around saying, that wasn't really good to do. But I'm sure, I probably think in their mind, they're like, they're enjoying this just as much as I am. It, maybe they're, it, maybe they're so deluded. I yeah. think they're deluded. Yeah. yeah. Well, they are. And they I, are. But he's deluded enough to think that was fine. And I think the thing with the Louis C.K. stuff, which in the comedy community, everyone's known that he's done this for a long time. It's just now it's it's been out there for a very long time. Jen Kirkman, who's a comedian, she said it on her podcast probably about a year and a half ago or so, maybe two years ago. She said he just masturbated in front of her. I don't know if she said he masturbated in front of her, but she basically said that he was a perv to her in some form. Or another, but she ended up, I think, having to take the episode down because of like his people or whatever. It was like, you know, he's got the big, big boys on his side and they're going to take her down. And so everyone kind of yeah, knew to be quiet. Her voice is out there. Yeah. He loses everything. Yeah. Right. And so um, now that it's out, everyone's like, see, told you so, told you so. But with him. That's the whole thing. Why is everybody being so. Anyway, that's a whole separate thing. Go on. Because you're, you are silenced. You know, you are. Because Especially. He has if, a lot of money. And you're a comic power. and you're a comic and you want to try to get somewhere in the world and you're telling on the world's biggest comic there. No one's going to book you at their club right. because they're on his side. They believe him. He's the one making the money. You're the newbie. No one knows you. You're not vetted. No one's going to listen to you. So in order to continue your career, you, you have up. to shut up. Um, but with him, he he's the one I think is deluded where I think he was like, yeah, these girls really like this because I'm this huge comic and they're comics and they want to be like me and be around me. It wasn't a sexual thing, I feel like, so much for him. Thing. It was yeah. a power thing that, for that him. That was the debate that was going sure. on I think that's also the case with, I think that's a ca- the case with anyone from like Tiger Woods, um, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, yeah. Yeah, all of these people. It's all power. And so I think men dating can ask themselves, am I telling her I like or that her drink is a whatever drink for power or because I'm being playful and nice yeah you have to check in with yourself i think think what you're doing is within your set of values right kristen i think your idiom or whatever your motto um would this be appropriate to do to my sister or not obviously it's like incestual but you know if someone did it to your oh right okay fair enough but in front of your daughter or sister would you be okay with this but i think the other question is is this something i could share with a friend like oh I I took her home and then I started jerking off in the plant. I'm and pretty she's sitting on the. It depends couch. on what kind of friends you have. That's true. But <laughs> I, I will say we have a friend who we were on a drive up somewhere and he started telling stories about high school and this situation came up and he he just said it like it was nothing and he was just sharing it as if what it, was the what, what he he ended up like masturbating in front of a woman. Oh really? Yeah, because he was just like ah oh, whatever, just let me do this. Like to her, like before we go, just let me do this. And then like he just said it as as if it was a nothing thing to do. So I I, I do – but again, that's going with your own set of values. If you're like okay with that, then you're okay with being called out 10 years later and being charged for it, then that's totally fine. Tiffany Haddish, who was just hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend, she's the first black female comedian to host SNL, which to me is crazy that there's not been – another black female comedian hosting SNL. Anyway, she did a quick little thing in her monologue saying like, she didn't say Louis C.K. specifically, but she was like, she was like, if y'all like like masturbating in front of a chick with her clothes on, like it's wrong. She's got her clothes on. If she's willingly like taking off her clothes while you're masturbating, okay, maybe it's an okay time to masturbate in front of someone. But if she's sitting there fully clothed, then don't do it. Don't do it. It's wrong. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Or you say, yeah. do you mind if I do this? Yeah. Especially you could get it on her clothes. They're probably nice, expensive, yeah, you know, jeans. Yeah, a cleaning bill to worry right. about. Right. I mean, come on. Good. Not Have good respect for the jeans. I do want to make, sorry, it's a horrible segue, but I, I just <laughs> forgot about this. But okay. So oh, the Wing I, Girl Minute. No, well, I'm not oh. even going to do that now. But so I just want to show you this watch. Yeah, I, I noticed got. that watch. Do you like it? I, I, I do like it. it. Too. Okay, well, it's, so it's made of wood. It's fantastic. So this one person wrote to me, not for our podcast, but just for um, my website, and just said, "Do you mind making a YouTube video about our watches? We'll send you them for free." I don't make YouTube videos about st- stuff. I don't like to advertise yeah. on my YouTube channel. I'm happy to advertise <laughs> on our podcast. But um, <laughs> so they sent me and Jordan uh, a watch. The company's called Jord. So I thought oh, that funny. was kind of. J-O-R? Yeah, J-O-R-D. Mm-hmm. So George. So it was like Jordan. So I was like, oh, that's kind Perfect. of funny. And they do engravings on the back as well. Um, I don't usually wear a watch, but I really like this one. But So if anybody wants to check out these watches, go to jordwatches.com slash G slash wing girl. I noticed you were wearing it last week yeah, too. I, yeah, I, I, well, I was going to talk about it last week, but I forgot. <laughs> I just, they're, they're very cool watches and I, they're made of Is there a benefit wood. to making it out of wood instead of like – 
I don't know. Like, why would? Attract termites? I have absolutely no idea. I have <laughs> no idea. Chop down more trees? No, they're very light. Do you oh, see? Maybe try. that's the benefit of it, but it's actually a really, really nice watch. It is really nice. Oh, it's, it's really attractive. Light. Yes. Anyway, I didn't feel sexually harassed at all while I was sharing that story, so thank you very much. Um, but I, I think that like the, the moral of the story, as I said before, to wrap up this topic is you know you have to have your own... Um, set of values in place and your own meter and and you have to understand that different people are going to be A meter sens- for your Peter. Exactly. A meter for oh, your Peter. <laughs> and so understand dumb. that different people are going to be sensitive about things but at the end of the day if you feel that your actions, your words are are coming from a respectful, high integrity place, then I think it's okay to say those things and everybody else is responsible for their own level of sensitivity. You, you can't tiptoe um, around the world because then it becomes boring. It becomes robotic and boring and horrible uh, and it's not a fun place. But I, you know, most, most guys who are concerned about this stuff are not doing things like Harvey Weinstein and like Kevin Spacey. They're but not those forcing are, themselves Except those people. are extreme examples. Yes, there are lots of There are lots of levels before that. Okay, okay, I've had a situation before where guys have said things to me I've worked in... Which know, I've witnessed. Which you've witnessed where, you know, they were commenting on my boobs, similar to what Christian just did. <laughs> to Nina. To you. But I'm also not like a seven-year-old dude. No, it's different. It is different coming from a woman, but a lot of women would get insulted by that comment. Not insulted, but just uncomfortable with that comment and then feel like they I were gauged insulted. Nina's coolness. Like yes. if it was someone who wasn't... Cool. I know. And if it was someone else, I might go, I don't know. Like, she gonna, seems I'm like... I'm not going to talk about her tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She no, and I understand that. But maybe she's going to walk away thinking like, oh, I can't believe she said that on the air. That's very embarrassing. Probably. You know I mean? But anyway. sorry. But so, but, you can check uh, in but, with me and ask. Right. How was that for you? Was it okay? It was okay. okay. It made me, um, I felt a little bit embarrassed, okay. but I also felt complimented and um, glad that I didn't wear a bra today because it, I don't wear it any. I don't normally wear it and um, this is just me. Well, I, I like that. that. Mm-hmm. Well, so here, that's the interesting thing because everything you just described is what I felt when this person said something about my breast to the group. I had just had a baby, so I knew my boobs were huge and wonderful. And you do and have amazing boobs thank too. Thank you. I yes, don't really does. anymore, but I, I do. I, I think I do. Um, and he said something like about how great my breasts look in front of a whole that room. That was totally inappropriate. It was inappropriate. 100% it was inappropriate and should not have been said. And I feel like I came back with some sort of joke to- You t- were very good at um, not escal- or at, at deflating. Diffusing it. Diffusing, yes. Yeah. And like, I didn't want- to act uncomfortable. I didn't want to act insulted. I didn't want to be, I just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. And well, what did, um, what did you really feel when he said it? I you felt were deflating and diffusing. To, to be honest, I felt shocked because I'm like, that's inappropriate. And, you, and then I just thought, you're just a stupid old man. That's yeah. honestly what I thought in my yeah. head. I didn't feel violated in any way, but then shortly, you know, after this, this same person was getting lots of charges for sexual harassment in the office space. And a couple of the women reached out to me because they had heard this had happened. Um, And I said, I didn't really want to speak out on it because I didn't feel like I was sexually harassed. And I remember after I had been asked about this, I went to this party um, in my neighborhood and I asked a whole bunch of women there. I told them the situation. I said, would you feel sexually harassed? Half of them were like, absolutely. The other half were like, nah, not Mm -hmm. at all. Didn't bother me. Because I hear that all the time. And it's like, that's just guy talk and it's like either you can have them totally separate you and segregate you and not do that guy talk around you because to me that was just like he's like oh he can joke with me that way and that's how I've been with all situations I did feel like that was a power situation because he owned the company yeah he has lots of money he's not you know it's so to me if he was a an intern, you know, or he something he that. wouldn't have, he felt like he could, cause this is my space and you're in my space and I'm letting you do this and da da da. And I'm going to be able to say this to you. So I did feel like that energy was there. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I, we, it, maybe I did too. I, I really, I don't remember. I but just, again, it is, it's like, you are a dumb old man and you don't really get it. And let's move on. Where I'm like, okay, you brag about this stuff. It's the same yeah. way with you doing that. Like yeah. I just kind of laugh at you in my mind. I, I really didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't walk away feeling violated. Yeah at all. It wasn't like a second thought for me. It was a story afterwards. But I remember coming home and telling my husband and he was like, that's wrong. Yeah. And I mean, he shouldn't have done it. Right. No, 100%. 100%. 100%. I felt awkward. And I think everybody did. That's I why did. I made a joke back. Right. And I think I made a joke like, look well, at my boobs are so small. You did. Because I wish I had made a joke about his penis. Like I felt like right. that would have been the you great. Should, yeah. Now and it's a like learning your, your experience. Your penis looks fantastic. Like that would have been a good. And he would have just he shut been very the upset. fuck up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. How do you like it? Yeah, exactly. But I wonder, I I don't know. That's the whole thing. I wonder if he would be like, okay, she's playing ball with me. We can joke this way. And that's the thing is like, you don't know how someone's going to take it. He could take it that way or he could get super offended and try to kick you out. And, you know, and that's the same thing with women. You don't know how they're going to respond. That's my gateway to doing more. That's the whole thing. So anyway, back to, you know, guys, yeah, yeah. I don't, we don't have a solid answer for you. There isn't like a rule book. It really is follow your own, your, your own, what is it? Follow your gut, not your penis. Yes. <laughs> I think that's true. I just okay. wrote that. So we have, how, how many, how much more time do we have, Kristen? I don't have my phone on me. Oh, have you seen no. me like being fully present? Well, I think oh, we wait, started, let me see. Okay. Well, I was going to read a question from a listener because we have 39 not minutes. done this in a while. Okay. We have five, more, have minutes. five more minutes. Hey, girls. Been listening to your show for just under six months, and in that short time, you've helped me be more assertive, open, and better at talking with women. It's helped me uh, quite a few times. It's helped me with quite a few things I didn't realize I had issues doing. To the point, though. About a month ago, I asked the barista girl at the local university coffee shop. Oh, he's Canadian, obviously. He's in university. Mm-hmm. Um, we hit it off immediately, and things were great. Fast forward to last week when I asked if she wanted to be exclusive before she left for a week. She said yes. The next morning, I got a message out of left field from her saying she's anxious about the whole exclusive thing and that she's a little messed in the head regarding being in a relationship. We're supposed to talk it out when she gets back, but I have no idea what to expect. We've both been in a rela- in, in relationships that ended poorly poorly for lack of a better word. And we were mutual on the idea of taking things slow for the time being. Any insight into this would be greatly appreciated. I'm dreading the talk, but know it's necessary. Uh, I have a, when someone says they're quote unquote, like messed up in the relationship thing, I do take that as they just don't want to be in a relationship with you. I don't know how often that's true. It's like, oh, I'm just not ready for a relationship. It's like, well, if it was the right person, I think you'd be ready. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that's true? Yeah, I do. I think that timing and willingness really fall into come into play. And okay, so for you, for example, yes. so you said that when you went to Sweden, you didn't make out with anybody, didn't hook up with no, anybody. I, I studied abroad in Australia, didn't either. Not really? one person did not kiss I one had the person. Opposite. You did. I, yes, you I did. <laughs> kissed my way up the east coast mm-hmm. of Australia. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds anyway, more fun. Yeah, way more fun. Um, so, if you're thinking about it in the same situation that she sounds like she had a past bad experience um, and she's having issue with moving forward. Do you think it's really just about him? I think it's probably about her. Yes, exactly. I think it's about her. It could be him that he might rub her the wrong way, literally or figuratively. But he also, um, he he seems to like her a lot or be interested in her. I don't know where she is. It sounds like something happened in some point. Some something happened sometime in her life, and it could be a bad breakup. It could have been some kind of who knows. It could it could be like she's just busy, or it could be an excuse. Yeah, that exactly. I don't like you enough. Okay, but she is. She did say yes, but that makes me think. Well, maybe it's because it was in person, and you feel like mm-hmm. it's hard to say no. And then maybe once you get home, you can be more honest. From your so, own what should he, what should he come to the table with when she comes back to help her feel more settled or comfortable? He obviously knows about her past situation, which we don't know anything about, but um, what? how would you suggest he I makes think, her feel more comfortable with the choice? I think he should come to the situation being very kind and able to listen. So not be the first to talk. I like okay. that. And not okay, be pushy. So what does that mean? Right, so not let's be pushy. Say, okay, so... So he'll come, they'll meet up for coffee, let's just say, and um, or whatever they're going to do. And he's like, so what's up? And she might hem and haw a little bit and he'll say, no, I really want to hear what you have to say. Um, I'm, I'm interested in you and I'm interested in everything that you're going through. So I'd love to know the details and she'll maybe start opening up and he can, he can prod her along by saying, what else? Yeah. Is there anything else? Okay. So I'm interested and you know that about me and I thought you were on the same page. Clearly at this point, you're not. What changed for you? And I think if he comes in with like a lowered ego response and yeah. like greater ability to listen and be empathic, it might, A, it could change her mind, but B, it might just make her feel safe and they'll have a clearer understanding. Maybe he'll actually get the details that he wants to know. 
Yeah, well, it's interesting because this sort of goes hand in hand with the conversation that we were having before because we were talking about women not wanting to speak up out of fear of what that man is going to do to her. Um, Because maybe in her past relationship, maybe she was verbally shamed or maybe she, whatever it was, she spoke her mind and she got punished for it in some way. Like not abusively, but maybe some way that didn't feel wasn't positive reinforcement to her. Exactly. So that she may be afraid to speak her mind, which is maybe why she said yes in the first place and now is backing going back on her word. So I think that Nina's advice was wonderful. It was because it's being compassionate, it's open. And anytime, it's it's hard to do because when you really like somebody, you want to get defensive and you want to And you also uh, do want to pressure them. And you want to, you're like, but but, but why? We would be great. So I think like the the tone of Nina's voice was really wonderful. um, And the words that she used were really wonderful as well to help somebody feel more at ease. I would add in to say to her, you know what? We just started seeing each other. We don't know how one another work, but I'm totally open to learning how you work. I'm not going to react to anything that you say. Like, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get angry. I'm just curious right now because I'm kind of invested in you. I like you. I'd love to see where this could go. But if you're not on the same page or you're nervous about something, I want you to be able to come to me and talk to me about these things. And that is attractive. Yeah. And know that I'm not going to hold it against you because there are a lot of situations, as we've been talking about on this show, where... Women have been treated, and I'm not, listen, I know there's many guys who are like, but women have done this to me. Women fucking suck as well sometimes. But just for you to understand women as well, the other side is that we we may have been beaten down a little bit in certain situations. Whether or not we've understood the situation correctly from a man that we've been in a relationship or or a a situation with, um, we still protect ourselves in a certain way. Because men do have egos. Yeah. You know, it is hard to turn. But we do women. women. We do too, of course. But I I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, I can't speak from a man's perspective, but I know in the few situations where I've kind of turned down a, a guy, it's been very uncomfortable because he does. They do tend to lash out a little bit. Well, so what happens? So, t- so paint a picture for guys of what it, not to do. Um, well, not to. I'm trying to think. There was this one guy who we kind of had a little like good banter, and then he went super weird super quickly, and I we were we were bantering for a long time at like at like midnight on the Friday or something, I was home and we could banter. And then the next day he tried to start the banter all over again at like 3 PM when I'm out doing something. And he immediately got like super offended that I wasn't writing back very quickly and having the same, you know, back and forth. And his, he, he shamed himself, but in a way to shame me, like it was like, fine, I guess this is what it's like out in the single world. And, you know, yeah. so basically putting all of his, his insecurities on me. And so then it just makes me avoid if you the rejection part. If you read something you've written and you feel like a foot stomp would go with that statement, don't send it. Don't say it. Exactly. So I'm watching um, Daniel Tiger right now with my son. What's that? <laughs> it's this show for children. It's, it's basically. <laughs> I hope he said it like we would know Daniel Tiger. <laughs> don't you know Daniel Tiger? You know Danny Tiger. Um, but it's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. They've done a cartoon oh, version of it now. So it's fantastic. But there's this whole song that's about. And it's it's in the show continuously. If you're upset, just stomp your foot. Oh and no! Count to four. It's like <laughs> I'm oh, singing it wrong. Yeah. But it's like basically, it's like stomp it to get like do that to on get your it own. Out. Okay. But I'm just saying, like anytime that you feel like you would stomp your foot while you're saying something, then that means that you right. should not put that. Stomp out there. it in private. Yeah, get it out yeah. in private. And have then- your have your tamper, t- temper tantrum in private in your own room. Don't put it onto somebody. Yeah, else. and that's yes. basically what happens when I've kind of rejected a guy. It's like the temper tantrum. There's a little, yeah. Okay, fine. Go have fun out there in the world alone without me. I hate online dating. Online dating doesn't work for me. Exactly. And that's what it sounds like to us. And then it makes us fearful. And then he asked me out again. Like he asked me out several times. I ended up seeing him randomly in a bar and we looked at each other and we had never met and I just knew from his picture. And then he proceeded to ask me like three more times and I had to like reject him like three more times. But each time it was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll erase your number. Please, please, please. Do. that's what I'm saying. To but you. yeah, it's that that didn't make me want to go out with him because if so, if this guy who wrote in yeah. approaches her like that, spoiledness, she'll go okay, forget it, bye. But if he's more compassionate, like you said, I believe about yeah men, for example. But if he is listening right. and compassionate, she might go, oh, you know what? Actually, like that felt really good. Maybe I would want to go back around yeah. that. Not the guy that I had to reject. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Nina, thank you so much oh, for coming awesome. on the thank show. I know you me. wanted to not do the big drive up here. No, it was worth it. Okay, Where good. did you drive from? Uh, I'm in the middle of moving and I'm oh, oh down here, down here, not up here. 
down here. Yeah. It's, it's a long story. Okay. But I would love to tell you on my website. Yes. Yes, of course. We want to hear it. www.afterdefeat.com. Ooh, good and name. So thanks. I am a life coach and I write a blog and I help men and women um, with life events. Well, she's very good. At yeah, it. I can Thanks. tell because your answer to that question was perfect. Thanks. I was like, she's I'm not going to say anything else. Jeez. I know. Thanks. She should have stuck with me. Yeah. Because I <laughs> have a 20-minute answer and she goes, okay, here's the Well, and I'm a great version. cook, so I could, we could have come up with a great sauce. Yeah. You, oh, my God. That's actually really funny. What? Bo- like make a bottled sauce just to like have a product. Oh, that's a great idea. Like a wing sauce. I that's should a good that, idea. <laughs> just for anybody who was looking for something else for the chicken wing version, here's what I can sell for you. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, thank you for coming onto the show and thank being you wonderful so much as for always. Having me. And for, for not wearing a fun. bra and starting this conversation off right. Next time um, we'll all do it topless. And I'm glad you were here. Well, topless for me would be basically like what you'd be doing that. We call ask boys because that's basically <laughs> me. As a, but I'm glad that you came for today because the mic situation is better. If you had come for the other show, we it wouldn't have been as quality right and this you was know. a quality show it I was think. it was and, and i hope that this wasn't a whole bunch of women cackling cackling and- I'm, I'm not sure but i just i just want guys to listen and just understand like this is this is the confusion that we have as well so we understand where you're coming from being confused um but again if you can you know a moral compass, that's what it's called. If you can use your own moral compass and follow that moral compass and know and believe that you're acting with integrity and respect for another human being and a woman sitting across from you, um, then anything that she's sensitive to, that's, her problem. that's on her. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to please everybody. But I think everybody. the other aspect is that women, if something happens, it's really important for women to speak up in the moment. Yes. As much as that's possible. That's a good point. Yeah. And, um, cause I don't or think for a man to say, can you tell me why that bothered you? Exactly. I don't understand. I, that's what I was yeah. about to just also get to. It would to. be a learning process together. Right. Because if you have a dialogue in person right then and there, that's a totally different conversation than like somebody um, 10 years later or two years later or even a week later. like Accusing you of accusing something on Facebook. Accusing you something yeah. that you didn't know you did. Right. Yeah. And then you can think she's fucking crazy. Ten years from now, I'm going to get a message from Nina. Be like, listen. Didn't appreciate the nip comment. Well, guess what? When you have good nips, you kind of. If you had my. Well, this is recorded. So when you become super famous, (laughs) I am. (laughs) Anywho, Carly Weinstein is my name. Yeah, exactly. So where can people listen to your other podcast? Well, you can listen to Mentally Chill, my podcast on depression, on Apple Podcasts, and all that kind of stuff. Um, You can just Google it, SoundCloud, etc. But there might be an ad that had played in this episode, maybe not, but I am offering services to learn how to banter. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are having a hard time, the opening lines on dating sites or just texting her in general, let me know. I will teach you how to banter and um, how they let you, you know? can find me on this new app called Instant Go. Instant Go. In- instant Go. At first I thought it was InstaGo. But instant oh, go. No, it is instant. It's instant. It's instant. Yeah, and I'm instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney, and hit me up there to learn how to banter. That's yeah. great information. I'm gonna refer a client to you. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Because I think that I think you would be the best person to help people fine tune their bantering skills. Well, I think I set up dudes for really high expectations with me on dates because I'm so good at the banter and I'm okay in person, but I think I'm good at the banter. But I, I feel like guys are going to be like, "Hey, she just said this. What do I say back?" And like, you'll help feed them. Yeah. Good, do good. you teach with like text banter as well or is it That's all That's what she's talking about. Oh, yeah. Like in, in real life and, as well, but you could do. Yeah, I'm focused more on the texting so okay, that I can actually I have access to the person's conversation. Yeah, like send her send her people's profiles and say, "What can I comment?" What's an opener? What's a good opener? Like that's I'll send you a few help. options. And, yes. Oh, that's great give yeah. Kristen some money so what is it instant go slash dot, dot com slash Kristen Carney k-r-i-s-t-e-n-c-a-r-n-e-y perfect mm-hmm. new episodes of the ask women podcast come out every thursday or most thursdays 5 p.m pacific don't be a loser and download individual episodes please go and subscribe and please share, share the show, the show especially this one because i think it's really important for lots of men to hear the female perspective on sexual assault and sexual harassment um so please share this episode uh and you guys are awesome we'll see you next week bye bye mm-hmm.